Welcome everyone. We're so glad you're here to chat with us. I'm Lauren. I promise this is the last episode without Lindsay. She will be back very soon. But today I'm honored to speak with Chris Bryant. He is the president and CEO of YMCA of Metropolitan Columbus. He's been with YMCA for more than 20 years, working as branch directors for several Columbus locations before he became president and CEO in 2020. He's a community advocate and just a generous human being. Thank you for joining me today, Chris. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren, for having me. Well, before we get into it, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, um, I've been a Columbus, I call myself a Columbus native now because I've been here uh, for well over 20 years, found my way to Columbus through Columbus State University. Uh, my journey has been very gracious to me. Uh, I've done many things while here in Columbus. I've met a lot of people, uh, but I found my way to the YMCA back in the late 90s when I first came to Columbus. Um, for a short stint, I left once I, once I graduated from Columbus State, went to the parts department, um, came back in a part-time capacity with the Y. And uh, from there, um, my journey, I've, I've always said that when you are, when it's something that you're truly supposed to be doing, something that God has called you to do, um, it will always find its way to you and you will find your way to it. Oh, yeah. And back in um, once the 2013, that's when I, I found my calling and uh, received a phone call from the YMCA, Mr., uh, Mrs. Ernestine Ramsey at the time, who was my branch director uh, when I was a part-time employee, called me up one day and said, hey, Chris, we have a full-time position coming over here at the McCollum branch, and would you be interested in uh, coming to work for the Y? And I, I told her, um, of course, yes, I would love to come there and work. And uh, since that since that time, it's um, it's been a really good journey. Uh, some of my coworkers asked me, not my coworkers, but some of my colleagues across the move, the YMCA movement, always ask. I said, "Hey, uh, did you ever expect becoming a CEO at this so quick?" And I, I tell them all the time. I said, "No." I have ambitions of becoming a CEO, but never thinking that it will happen so quickly. Mm. But I say it's in it's in it's in the plan of God's plan for me to be here, and just I always tell this divine intervention because um, I wasn't seeking out the opportunity to be a CEO right now, but I'm I'm blessed to be here in this seat, and it's been a it's been a tremendous uh, career um, a career a career move for me and. Uh, I, I really enjoy being able to network and, and, and work with the, the other nonprofit organizations, working with the United Way, uh, and just building and, and building the youth that we serve and working with the many families that we serve every day. It's just, it's a, it's a great place to be right now. I know that YMCA is, is happy to have you because you know YMCA better than almost anyone being within it for over 20 years it was only obvious to choose you when that position came open, but then also to come into it during the pandemic must've been really challenging. How was that? I can't imagine to start a new job during the pandemic. Yeah, uh, it, it, I will say it was a challenge. Um, and it, it still continues to be a challenge because we're still faced with COVID in so many ways. Just the team that we have, I, I will say the team that we have at the YMCA is, is a, they're great. Um, excellent uh, branch directors, excellent um, 
uh, a VP of operations who has been here at the Y uh, for 25 plus years. And she is very knowledgeable of how the, op the YMCA here operates. And uh, she's just a wealth of, of, of wisdom and, um, you know, just all of us working together as a team, helping, helping each other to navigate through all of this has made my transition easy into this role. And prior to my becoming president and CEO, uh, just having an experience as a director of operations, it gave me an opportunity to see so many different things that helped prepare me for this role. Yeah. And guiding through uh, probably the, the, the toughest time of COVID, um, you know, you just lean on others, lean on each other to see what you could do to, um, to do what's most the best practices for the organization, but what's the best for our members and the youth that we serve. Right. So um, it's, it's, it was, a, it has been a challenge, but um, with the team that, that I have here, it's, it's been a, it's been easy. Yeah. And it's been easy to, to lead and navigate through this. We have great people working at YMCA. <laughs> well, so at United Way, we're really interested in the history of the community, especially highlighting the work of Black community members, as well as people of color, and, and their work and their contributions, but also working on underlying issues of inequity and education and poverty as it affects the Valley and the people. Right. So the history of AJ McClung was shared with us and the connection with YMCA. So would you mind expanding on that and, and fill us in on the history of that? Um, I would tell you the AJ McClung YMCA has a lot of rich history. Mm. And, uh, the history of the AJ McClung YMCA dates back to um, 1965 when they moved to the, it was called the Brookhaven YMCA at the time. And Mr. McClung, who was the long serving director there, and the facility was named after him uh, after he retired. But just the, the, the people who have come through there, um, I call them champions because they they are the, the, the they're the legacy. Um, they're, they have built the many blocks around the city, uh, from city managers being here in Columbus to um, lawyers, uh, filmmakers in so many cases, uh, uh, city councilmen, school school board members. It's it's a great foundation for youth to grow up and, and to really do some great things. Um, the history of it is that the rich history of it, it just goes back to so many stories I've heard of how so many of the, the African-American African community learned how to swim at the YMCA. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, they had some of their first experiences there at the YMCA. And for a long time, the, the McClellan branch was called like the basketball mecca of Columbus because a lot of your your Talented athletes would start there as a youth uh, at ages four years old and eventually go on and do great things. So um, it's not just the, the sports part of it, not just the swimming part of it, but it's just the education of what the people that work there. It's just a special place how they instill those principles in you, um, mm -hmm. our values. Uh, we have four core values that we talk about all the time with our kids, and that's caring, honesty, and respect and responsibility. And those values have, I know I take pride in those values and, and those values were instilled in me by uh, Ms., Mrs. Ramsey. And, and just to know that the foundation of those values, the mission, just everything that we do as an organization, um, 
we have been able to do so much in that community. And I tell people all the time, and I'll, I'll just say this, I tell people this all the time. They say, well, it's, we don't want to go to A.J. McClellan because it's an older facility and there's a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I live in, in the North Columbus area, and the many years I've been at the McClellan branch, I will tell you, it's one of our safest branches because the people around that community take care of that YMCA. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they they really love that YMCA because they their kids still come there. Um, they still come there to enjoy the activities and things that go on. But it's just a thing that, um, you know, just a stereotyping of, of some of the things that go on. But um, just talking about going back to the history, Mr. McClellan instilled a lot of... Uh, the generosity and um, educating young people to do great things one day. And since that time, uh, Mr. Hale, Wayne Hale's coming in, John Armstrong, uh, Miss Ernestine Ramsey, they have continued to, to push it forward. And the after school program, and, and now that we have the YMCA Achievers, uh, we have the opportunity to take those young minds and do a lot of great things with them. A lot of those started with Mr. McClung when he first came into, into um, they opened that facility for that community. Um, and it just, it, it amazes me because those, the group of youth that we work with there, a lot of times don't have an opportunity to do the things that many others have done. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I take it for granted um, for myself because I have two girls and my girls, we, we take them everywhere. They have done many things travel many places and you know they have seen the world and when you have kids who are living in the community who've never been to the river walk or never really never been to north columbus you kind of take those things for granted and and you want to expose them to so many things that they that you have the opportunity to do so and that branch um they do a lot of the different things of of that nature to where they take them up to pine mountain do camping trips or uh, last week, spring break week, uh, had an opportunity to go with our YMCA Achievers, which is our youth and our, our teenage program. And we went up to the, the, the Chick-fil-A College uh, Football Hall of Fame. And just to have the opportunity to go up there, you know, the College Hall of Fame was, it was a great experience. But the thing that captured, the, the greatest moment that was captured was uh, taking those 12 youth that we took up there out of those 12 youth, nine of them have never been to Atlanta, Georgia. No nine of them have never seen the buildings that you see in Atlanta. Nine, nine of them have never seen the state capitol. Um, so that was an aha moment for me. Uh, growing up as a, uh, a kid in South Georgia, I didn't, I, I, wasn't, I, didn't, I wasn't given an opportunity to do those things. And here we are as an organization, had an opportunity to show the world to so many different kids and so many different youth. And it's, it's been a great, um, it, it, it takes us to where we know that one day that, you know, those, those young boys and young girls that we serve are going to be gr- do great things one day. And them coming to the YMCA to be exposed, um, we hope it, they'll be able to see those things and, and take it to the next level. Is that the goal then, that, you know, you, you're not just exposing them for the sake of exposing them, you're, you're showing them what, what is possible, what are these opportunities that are out there more than just the neighborhood, which is also rich in culture and history, but that they can do whatever they wanted with the, with some help. Is that the goal that they are eventually leaders in the community and 
just happy people. It, it, that's ultimately that's what we that's what we hope that the, the overall goal is. That's what we strive for yeah. because we want them to be productive citizens one day. We want them to do uh, great things. We're always telling them, especially the kids in that community. We're always telling them that you could be a doctor, you could be a uh, you could be a nurse, you could be a teacher. There's so many things that you could do. The sky is the limit, and never hold yourself back and say you can't do it mm-hmm. because. Um, you know, just look at the world around you. When we bring in guest speakers they and they talk about their trades they talk about what they do, you see those aha moments and it's like, wow, I could, I could do that same thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just those things that with the kids at the McClellan branch, um, you want to, to, to show, them, show them those experiences because those experiences are one day translate back out into the community, translate back into the schools, and and show people that you know yeah i may come from the east side south side of columbus but this is what i've done during the summer or this is what i've done during my spring break time and it's it's so encouraging to hear those kids and to see those smiles and know that they are they are they're really encouraged uh, really engaged at, at what's going on around them and I will say a lot of the the youth that we serve are service oriented. So we always try to push service and and encourage them to do something in service because, um, you know, all of all of the people who work in the in the Y are service oriented. We have a service heart. So we, we talk. That's the importance of doing it. Making sure that whatever you do, make sure you have a service service oriented heart. Whether if you are uh, president and CEO of a, a major uh, uh, Fortune 100 company, or if you're just a school teacher, always make sure that you do the right thing and, and serve with the, with a service heart. Okay, we're all in, the, in this community together. Yes, so take care of each other. Well, so I was looking at the location of the AJ McClung Center, and it, the poverty rate in that neighborhood is about 64 percent, which I think is pretty high. So, talking about exposing them and um, sharing encouragement, which is so powerful, but they, I feel like they have so many obstacles um, living in a community that lacks wealth. So what does that mean? Like, how does that affect the work that you all do at the branch? What does that mean for your YMCA and the burden of responsibility in a community that is in the midst of lacking abundance of, of wealth? It, it it goes to the point of just the people that they're exposed to mm-hmm. giving them a sense of hope. Um, and that's what that branch is, that branch is all about. Uh, being able to provide the, the youth in that area, even the families that live in that area, a sense of hope, because that, that branch has been a staple in that community for so long. And they know when they go to the AJ McClellan YMCA, they can find the resources that they need, Mm-hmm. Or they could sit there and talk to the people um, that can help provide those things to them. And it's just like myself. Um, I've, I came up through the ranks of the YMCA. And a lot of times, you know, uh, many presidents and CEOs are, are busy. And their time is occupied uh, going to meetings, going to engagements. But myself, I always try to find time to make, make time to go over there and, and spend time with not just the youth that go there every day for the after school program or that participate in youth sports, but for the community kids. So they can see and, and be able to talk to people like myself and understand that, oh, Mr. Chris, well, Coach Chris is what they call me. Um, Coach Chris 
grew up the same way I grew up. I can be a president CEO one day. Or the parents come in and say, well, Mr. Chris, I really appreciate you taking time with my son or my daughter and just showing them, showing them that you know, people care about them. Right. And, and that's encouraging for the, the, the people in that, in that neighborhood because now um, they know that you know, the doors are open to them and we're not trying to turn them away at, at all. And um, I will tell you, in the United Way is so important to us. And we, and the, and the, I could tell you what the reason for that. Um, United Way dollars help us scholarship a lot of those kids because we know that the McClellan branch is our mission YMCA. And it's hard to get this, hard to come up with dollars at, at, at times, but United Way dollars help us offset some of those costs because we provide those kids with scholarships. They can come in and participate in activities, they can participate in after school, um, youth sports, and that alone builds a, a, a whole nother community within those four walls. But it's give us opportunity to go out and back into the community and, and do some outreach opportunities in the local elementary schools and to participate and engage students in so many other ways that a lot of people just don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to give for us, like myself, to go into the schools or go into the go to the branch and just spending time with those youth and with their families. Um, that alone gives them, like I said, gives them a sense of hope and they see there's an opportunity that there's so many things that they could do. And, and um, when I sit down and share my story with so many people, or how I grew up as a, as a kid in South, from South Georgia, um, that gives a lot of, um, that, that encourages a lot of those kids to want to do better. And I, and I have a funny story. Okay. Um, Yay. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Um, at the McClellan branch, there's a young man, a, a kid. He's he's grown up, grown up there through the time, and I coach youth soccer there. Mm-hmm. So his he is. Um, I I never knew kids are always watching. They're always paying oh, attention. Yeah, and they are the- little sponges, aren't they? <laughs> All, always watching. Yes. <laughs> so he, I never realized I paid attention to it until um, a couple of years back. I've always come to work in, 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 you know, casual or business attire. And mm-hmm. one day I happened to notice when I came into the building, he was in a in a suit and he had a tie on. I'm thinking to myself, okay. I, I walked up to him and said, hey, why, why do you have a suit and tie? You have soccer practice this afternoon. And he looked at me and he said, I want to be just like you. Uh-huh. And, I, <laughs> and I laughed a little bit. I said, why do you want to be like me? He said, well, Coach Chris, you, he said, I like the way you dress. And you, you're always just doing things and working with the kids. So now, two years later, um, it's a running joke for both of us. He comes to the Y, he sees me. So every other day, he's trying to outdress me now. Oh, wow. Oh, it's he, competition. He, competition. <laughs> uh, he actually told his mom to take him to get some, some Sunday shoes oh. uh, so he could dress like Coach Chris. And... And it last, it was, no, not last week, week before last, he looked at me. He said, Coach Chris, I have you beat now. So I'm going to be the next president and CEO of the YMCA. And it, it's, it's things like that. Yes, it's things like that that's very special. And, yeah. uh, you know, that young man lives in Providence. And the, 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 his, his surroundings are not the best. 
But when he comes to the YMCA, he's excited because the mentors, uh, the, uh, the the love that he receives there, um, it's always a joy for him to just to experience it. What a great story. Yes, he's forever changed yes. by you as a role model. That's yep. so incredible. Well, yeah, so I realized, you know, that YMCA is more than just an after-school program or uh, more than just a youth sports. It's a community center. It is for everyone. Right. And I can understand how they would want to protect that in their community. Do you see that happening? Of, of course. Um, you know, a couple of years back, we made an announcement that we were going to build another YMCA mm-hmm. um, off Macon Road. Well, off Rigdon Road. And when the announcement was made, there was an outpouring of community, uh, of the community that surrounds the, the McClellan branch, uh, the community in, in South Columbus, even some in Phoenix City. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying, are you guys going to close on the AJ McClellan YMCA? Um why are you going to close down the Y and move to another location? And, you know, we took that into consideration. We heard the community and, you know, that's one of the things that you want to make sure that you are listening to the the people who you serve. Right. And, you know, at one point in time, previously, we, we did have a discussion of taking the AJ McClellan YMCA and moving it to the Macon Road area. Okay. But now I'm I'm happy to say that you know, the people we listened to, we heard their voices, and we're not gonna th- that facility is not going anywhere. Oh, great! And the only thing that we're gonna do, we're gonna try to work on some enhancements here, uh, do some capital improvement projects and enhance it so so we can make sure they have a nice facility in the area. Uh-huh. But listening to them, um, you know, they love that building. They love that that facility. It goes back again. It goes back to the history of right. what went on there and and um from that from that perspective so many people have have just just outpoured and, and say hey if you take that rec- if you take that community center that ymca out of the community just think what would happen to that community you don't have a lot of things that go on there as far as crime wise now but just think if you take what you guys do there for those people and for the people in that community what's going to happen. Do you think that the YMCA has an effect on crime in that area? I, I would, I would say, yes, we do. Um, we do this, the, the, the staff that we have there are really engaged in, in the, in the neighborhoods and, and really engaged with the people uh, that's around it. And they have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a, there are not too many times that something goes on that we don't know what's going on to where we could have, a, we could communicate back and forth with law enforcement. And we actually, um, like law enforcement actually comes to that facility a lot, visits and talk to the kids and talk to the neighborhood kids. So it's a really good uh, marriage there between all the, the resources and law enforcement to the point of that people gonna, that they take care of that area. They take care of the neighborhood. Um, and I always joke about it. I tell people all the time, if something were to happen around the AJ McClellan YMCA, I get a phone call. If they see any suspicious activity around the facility, I get a phone call. Right. Um, so it's, um, and it, a lot of times it's not law enforcement or somebody of, if somebody of, um, from the city or, or one of the, one of my board members is actually community people who are calling and saying, Hey, uh, just recognize that some things have gone on around the wide just will make you aware so you're not surprised when you 
get to get to work. Uh, so I, I I would say personally, I think we've done a tremendous job in uh, helping with the crime rate in that that particular area. Uh, because just of the things that we do and try to make sure that we provide that service to the kids in that area. And once the kids are in the facilities, the parents, the, the, the neighborhoods are, are, are grateful to that because they know they're off the street. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not, they don't have idle hands and just out there doing anything. They have right. a place where they can go and be productive and stay out of trouble. Right. I am under the opinion that crime follows lack of opportunity and, yep. and poverty. And so if they have those opportunities and the people that are encouraging them, then there isn't an opportunity then to commit a crime. So you right. were really intervening before the crime happens. Yes, we, we do our very best to do so. And uh, we have a really good relationship uh, with one of our partners at education is uh, Davis Elementary School. Oh, yeah. So we have a really close relationship with the principal and the assistant principal there. And even though we, we service some of the kids that's there, but we try, we, we visit the school on a regular basis and just to be that intervention part, because yeah. a lot of times they see our faces, they, they know that who we are and they know that the wise in the neighborhood. So we always make sure that, you know, sometimes they look at areas and schools of that nature that you have troubled kids. Mm. Well, the why is always there and willing to step in and help intervene with those kids. And, and we take those kids and bring them to the why and get them involved and get them engaged in different things that help change that mindset of the things that they're doing at school. So important. And those relationships are just so important. You're changing lives. Well, I think this is why you know we have such a strong partnership and that we are such good collaborators because we know that not one group can do it all. And so we can't tackle everything that's really important to a community and be successful, but we can make a difference working together. So thank you, Chris. Thank you so much for your work. Well, thank you. And then and, and our work cannot be done without the help of the United Way. Um, and we we always talk about that because it's always strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. and, and the more we work together, the more agencies, nonprofit agencies work together, we can have such a greater impact and do so much more for our community. And working with working alongside United Way, we have been able to do so much, not just for the community around the AJ McClellan YMCA, but many other pockets of this community that, that are in need of mm -hmm. the services that we provide. Chris, I learned so much today. Well, thank you. It's it's always good to be able to share the, to share the story. Yeah. Um, that, that, that why is near and dear to my heart. And I, I say that because I like, I'm here at the Thayer branch right now. This is my office here at the John P. Thayer YMCA location. Yeah. And I spend a lot of time at DA Turner. Um, but the McClellan branch, just the things that we do for the community itself, uh, it's, it's, it's just so neat. And yeah. you, you actually see how you actually see those kids grow. I just think about a young man who was in the after school program when I was there oh, seven years ago. And he was a troubled young man and, and stayed in a lot of trouble and, and did a lot of things at school and got expelled from school several times. And mom used to reach out to myself and the several other coaches there to, to try to stay on, stay on him and get him to do the right thing. And it got to a point where 
he couldn't go to school anymore in Muskogee County because he, you know, he just exhausted his resources. So um, eventually, mom sent him to Atlanta for a year to stay with, with his uncle. He graduated, and about a year ago, right before COVID hit, about two years ago, he came back to us and said, hey, Coach Chris, I want to thank you for mm -hmm. you and Coach Peabody, Coach Twin, for staying with me and working with me and not just, just letting me go because right. I've graduated high school and I'm, I'm getting ready. I've enlisted in the Air Force. I'm getting ready to go off to the Air Force. And he said, I just want to come back and say thank you for everything that you all have done. And those moments to me is the greatest gift that you can ever receive. Because I tell people all the time, I don't have to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. What I do in serving these youth and giving them the opportunities that I've never had, that's that's my blessing. And I know I'll continue to be blessed behind that. That's amazing, Chris. We, we are so lucky to have you. Or are there any, any programs you want to highlight or talk about for the people that are listening? Well, um, one of the things that, like, like I was saying, we do so many things outside our four walls. So uh, two years ago, we, we started a venture, went to Key Elementary School and working with uh, Dr. Flakes, uh, Jackie Flakes, on trying to figure out a way how we could come in and, and do some things and intervene and uh, oh. engage those kids in South Columbus. Okay. Um, we went back and forth trying to figure out what would be the perfect thing. So we came up with youth soccer. So two years ago, we, we started a youth soccer program at uh, Key Elementary. Big success. The parents loved it. Uh, the kids loved it because now the YMCA is going to the community instead of everybody coming to the YMCA. COVID hit, <laughs> um, put us put us back. Um, we couldn't do anything in the last couple of years, but I'm I'm proud to say, as of this coming Saturday, April the 16th, we are going to start our uh, spring soccer season back at Key Elementary for those families and, and the youth in that community, so they can have that program again. Oh, that's awesome. And that that program to us is so important because they that's an underserved group of youth in the community because they don't, that there's no other services out there. I know Boys and Girls Club, Girls Inc. service the area, but most times they bring the kids back to their facilities. Okay. Um, uh, we know the Parks, Parks and Recreation Department has an after school program there. Mm -hmm. But we understand that there's so there's a great need for some type of extracurricular activity and to engage the kids in the neighborhood in a way that families could come together at one time yeah. and on weekends. So that's why soccer was the easiest thing for us. Um, and it's it soccer is such a, a international sport to where mm -hmm. anyone can can play the game, anyone can understand the game, and just to make that connection with the that. To that community, which is to me, is a very diverse, um, just prime for so much, and, and they're 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 wanting so much. Right, uh, it gives us a great opportunity to not just play the sport, but to share our mission, and to hear what are some of those needs that they have, so we can hopefully one day uh, do some other things as a um, just kind of build on what we've done already. It's building relationships. Yes, it is. Around and, soccer. <laughs> right. Um, and it is that that's one special thing. And just like Davis Elementary, we have done the same thing with Key Key Elementary. Mm. We are that we have that intervention team that goes to the school and, and helps out. 
whenever Dr. Flace gives us a call, we we go and help those those kids that maybe on a turning going in the wrong direction. So mm -hmm. we we're there to try to provide that positive mentorship and uh, guidance and help them navigate them back to the, on the right direction. So cool. And uh, so if they want to go and sign up for soccer, where do they do that? Well, uh, they come to, they, they can go to our website, www.columbusymca.com, or they can visit one of the branches, local branches of uh, John P. Dare YMCA, which is located at 24th, uh, 14th Street. Um, I'll tell people, if you're not familiar, familiar with the downtown area, it's right across the street from the country's barbecue on Broadway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, of course, our AJ McClellan YMCA, which is located at uh, 1175 Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Um, and I will tell you, that's that's a special place to me because that's where I coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we have our DA Turner YMCA is uh, located at 4384 Warm Springs Road. And that's where the majority of the programming, the youth sports programming comes out of. Okay. But we take our youth sports programs and we combine them all into one. Um, mm. So if if anybody is ever wanting to know more information, just visit a local branch or go to our website or okay. you can call the local branch and we'd be more than happy to share that information with you. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. Thank you, Laura, for having me. We've got a great episode coming up next month. We're going to sit down with Dr. Whitehead of the Phoenix City Housing Authority. You know, economic mobility is a pillar of United Way, and we all know that housing, and especially affordable housing, is tied into that. It's an important conversation, you don't want to miss it. To catch a previous episode, or to find more about United Way, visit unitedwayofthecb.org. And thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here to chat with us.